And the Lord has a special word for us this morning. A word that will really bless us and transform our lives. Making us know who he really is. To express him to the fullest. Amen. A man of God on Wednesday, he taught on the salt of the earth. Amen. And he said that the salt, one of the functions of salt is to do what? To do what? To do what? I'm hearing option A, option B. Let's go for one. Yes, please. To preserve. Amen. So us, because we are the salt of the earth, we preserve the world. Amen. Meaning that we, as believers, are the preservation of beauty of this life. Praise God. Do you know it is true that because of you, the enemy cannot enforce his reign of destroying mankind? Do you know that? Do you know that because you are born again, the enemy is hindered in his quest of destroying people? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. We can read in the New Living Translation in the NLT. We, we prayed with this verse during our prayer service in the morning, but the Lord wants us to pass by there as we share the word of the Lord more. Can reduce my volume a bit? It says, let's put in the NLT. It says, then, oh, for this lawlessness is already at work, what? Secretly. And it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out on the way. You can put New King James. We read verse 7, verse 8. And then I can share with you something. It says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. That talks about sin. Amen? Sin is already at work in the lives of men. It says, but only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Amen? Let's go to verse 8. It says, and then the lawless one will be revealed. It talks about the man of sin, the antichrist. Amen? Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So we've heard that he that letteth will let until he is taken away. So it goes to show you that the one that the scripture is talking about is not the government. Because the government will be here after the rapture of the church. Praise God. It's not the Holy Ghost. Because after the rapture of the church, the Holy Ghost will still be stirring the hearts of men to give their life to Christ. But whom the scripture is talking about here is talking about believers. Praise the Lord. So you and I are the restraining force of evil. So when it talks about salt preserves, it means you as a person, wherever you are, you are so powerful in the eyes of God that you can restrain evil in your life, in your family's life, in your workplace, and everything that concerns you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Another thing that a man of God shared about was beyond salt being a preservation is that it adds flavor to food. Amen. Have you ever, how many people ever eaten here food without salt? How does it taste? I'm even seeing the expression of your faces. It, it is not good, amen? But if you put salt in food, meaning we are the beauty of this life. Praise God. You are the beautifier of life. The beauty is not in the birds singing, in the air that we see, in the landscape. You are the one who gives beauty to this world. 
without you the world will be in so much havoc so much lack of better word ugliness amen because the enemy would have gained ground but because of you the world is preserved because of you, the world understands the beauty of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ, before he went to the heaven, he gave you what? His very life and nature. Hallelujah. The Lord gave you his very life and what? Nature. To be an expression of him here on earth. So it goes to show you that because you are the preservation of life and you are the beauty of life, you are the one who makes things consist together because Jesus lives in you. Amen. So today... What I have in mind by the guidance of our pastor who directed me to share on this is us being the light of the world. Praise God. Do you know that you are the light of the world? Do you believe so? Let's open our Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 5. We'll read from verse 14 downwards with the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. He says, you are the light. Let's start from verse 12. Yes. It says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward where? In heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who are before you. Verse 13. Read verse 13 together. Let's read one, two, go. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But he says, if you lose your season, then how can the world be seasoned? Because the salt would have lost the taste. So he says, the only good thing that can be good for is to be thrown and trampled underfoot by men. Praise God. Now let's go to verse 14. It's such a blessing. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be. Where is this city? On top of a what? Of a hill that cannot be hidden. Let's continue. I'll share something on this. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. How many people here when there's no lights when you put a candle, you put it under the bed? Where do you put it? On the stool. Praise God. Or on the bed. Amen. So that you can be able to see. Hallelujah. He says, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are what? In the house. So the light that he's explaining here, he says, this light that is able to make men see at night is the same light that the Lord has given you to shine in your world. Praise God. You are the light of the world. Bible says a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. So because you are a Christian, because you have the right standing with God and his righteousness, he has placed you on a higher pedestal. Let us look why. Verse 16. So let's read. Let your light so shine. So the reason why he has put you on top of a hill that many can see your brightness is so that what? Your light may so shine before men. Let's continue. That they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Hallelujah. So the reason why God glorified you is not so that only you can enjoy the glory of his life. It's not so that you can enjoy what he has died for you so that you can live in him for. 
is so that whatever he has placed in you, you can be a great blessing to others and bring them to where you are living at in Christ Jesus. Praise God. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So because we are born of God, we are made one spirit with him. Our actions are to show what? Good works. How will they glorify God if they do not see the excellencies and the perfections of God inside of you? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We read it in the Amplified Version. Amen. Welcome, sir. 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but you are a chosen race. Hallelujah. You are a chosen race, meaning God has already handpicked you. He has chosen you from the masses. You see that? He had a choice of making, picking so many people, but he saw you worthy to be chosen. So he says, you are a chosen race. Say, I am a chosen race. I am a chosen race. I am a chosen race. I am a royal priesthood. You know, just that word really stirs me up. Royal priesthood. Who are royalties? Kings and queens. Praise God. So he says, your priesthood is that of royalty. Sibawa says, the, the word of a king and a priest has power. Has power. And who can say to him, what are you doing? You see, life and death is in your tongue. He may, the Lord made it possible that no other being can speak. And whatever he speaks can affect their life apart from you. Have you ever seen a dog barking? After it barks, does it die or live more? Praise God. It does not. Hallelujah. But you, the Lord has given you his very life, his very essence. A man of God shared with us, I believe it was last Sunday, the story of the fig tree. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was hungry and he went to a fig tree so that at least he could find what figs. And the Bible says when he arrived there, he found that the figs had not yet produced fruit. And so because the fig tree not produced fruit, he cast it because the fig tree answered back to him. And the Bible says, the following day when he went back with his disciples, the disciples were amazed because the fig tree now was not dried from the part of the leaf, but from the root. Hallelujah. So the same power and potency that your mouth carries is the same power and potency that the Lord spoke in creation when he said, let there be light, and there was light. You see that? You see, in your tongue is life and death. Praise God. In your tongue there is life and death. Bible says, how can it be that from the same mouth, salt water and what? Fresh water proceeds from it. It is not possible. It says, Bible says, ask that you may receive, that you may, your life may be full. Ask and receive that you may enjoy. So whatever you have in your life, whatever you are experiencing is because of what you are saying. It is true. It is true. Praise God. Let's look at Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. You can start from verse 5. Amen. You can put in the New King James. It says, hearing of your love, so he's praying for them. Amen. Hearing of your love and faith, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all the saints. Look at what he says here. Let's read it. That the okay. Okay. 
All right. So now let's read in unison. Amen. One, two, go. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. Praise the Lord. So he says that your faith, for it to be rendered effective, what you have to do is to acknowledge by your words every good thing which is in you, and that good thing which is in you is in who? Christ Jesus. You see that? So the more you confess who Jesus Christ has made you, the more you profess what he has put inside of you, the more now you experience what you say. The Bible says, you shall have what you shall say. Praise God. You see, the essence of us being light bearers is because God has given us his person. God has given us his oneness. Hallelujah. God has given us everything that makes him to be God. You see, the Bible says, let's, let's go to John chapter 1. And it's a long verse. We'll read until verse 9 to 11 there. Amen. He says, come put for us in the King James. It says, in the beginning was the word. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. What was in the beginning? And the word Bible says was with? And the word was? So if the word was with God and the word was in the beginning, it means also by reading, the God was also where? In the beginning. So for God to be in the beginning, it means he pre-existed the beginning. Hallelujah. Maybe you can reduce the volume of the bass. It says, verse 2, we are building onto something. It says, the same was in the beginning with God. It says, all things, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So without God, nothing in life finds existence. Hallelujah. Without God, nothing in life finds or can have existence. Because it is through God, the creator, that the creation was created. And the Lord made us in such a way that every part of us has to be, even though we are independent from him, we have to get our sustenance and life and continuity in him. Praise God. He says, in him was what? Was life. Not the life of an animal. But the eternal life of God. The eternal life of God was in him. The God kind of life. Hallelujah. This is the life whereby when Jesus Christ was crucified and he rose up from the dead, he could walk through a wall and yet eat food together with the disciples. That is the life he's talking about. He says, and the life was the light of men. So for you to bear the light of God, you must first have received his life. That's what he says in verse 4. In him was life. And this life was the light of men. Praise God. So for you to bring forth what is inside of you, the number one qualification is that salvation has to be inside of you. The Lord must have made and has made a right standing with you, making you righteous together with him. Let's go to verse 5. He says, and the light, that light, which is the what? Life of man, he says, shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. He says, there was a man sent from God whose name was what? Was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light 
talk about Jesus now, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Hallelujah. Now let's read verse 9. He says, that was the true light. You see now, he specifies a kind of light. He says, the light was the life of men. But he says, now Jesus Christ was a true light. So the light he's talking about here is not talking about the light source, let's say, of what the sun brings to us that we can see. Because the light expels, because the sun expels light. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because the candle can bring forth light for you to see. Praise the Lord. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And then afterwards, God says, he made the lesser light to be in the night, and in the day he made the sun. So when you see he's talking about the true light, he's not talking about these sources that can produce light. He's talking about himself as a true light. Praise God. Remember a man of God said something. He said, when Jesus Christ comes and he says that this canvas of the tent is blue, even though we see it is what? White. Everything in the world will conform to what he has said for this to be true. Why? Because he is the true light. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he says, that was the true light which lighteth every man that comes into the world. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Let's go to verse 10 and verse 11. He came to his own and his own received him not. Talking about his creation. Look at verse, verse 12. Let's read. One, two, go. But as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on, on who? So, to those who believed on his name, to those that received him as a true light, what did he do? He gave them the power to become sons of God. Remember, every fruit or every seed, it begets its own kind. If I put a mango seed here, after a few years, what should I expect as a fruit? If I put an avocado, what shall I expect as a fruit? Praise the Lord. If peradventure a cow becomes expectant, what do you expect the cow to give birth to? A calf. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. So the same way the Lord has begotten you of his own kind. Do you see that? Praise the Lord. He has, because he says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become what? Sons of God. Because he has produced you from himself. Praise God. Are we seeing this? He says, even to them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. So as you believe in his name, meaning being born again by him, now you receive the legal mandate and the right to have a right standing with him, to go in fellowship with him and towards him without any feeling of guilt, inferiority, or condemnation. That's what righteousness is all about. So he says, now you have become a light just the way he is light. Jesus Christ says something so beautiful. He says, as long as I'm in the world, he said, I am the light of the world. Where is Jesus Christ, if I may ask you? In heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where is Jesus Christ right now? The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Far above all principality and power. A place of dominion. Hallelujah. But if God the Father 
God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are one. And we know that the God the Holy Spirit who lives in us is inside of us. It means now also we are the light of the world. That's why he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in, and glorify your Father in heaven. When you look at the life of Jesus Christ, I'm always amazed at him. What moves me mostly is his love that he has to every person. What stirs me up, maybe, I don't know the base, Amani. What really moves me is the fact that he would see men and women. And the Bible says he would see them as a sheep without a shepherd. And he would be so compassionate towards them and he would go and minister to them. You would find him in, in the streets with harlots, with beggars, with people who steal. You see, his mindset was not what other people think. His mindset was who these people are in his sight. Hallelujah. Look at Jesus Christ. He, in the book of John chapter 11, Martha comes to him. They tell him, your friend Lazarus is about to die. Jesus said something. He said, what this sickness is not unto what? Unto death. His, they, they traveled for so long to come and meet Jesus. They tell him this sickness is not unto death. So meaning, in the eyes of God, of Jesus Christ, Lazarus was not supposed to die. And so fast forward, we come to a place whereby we find that Lazarus died. So if we've learned that Jesus Christ is a true light, and we see Jesus that Lazarus died, so <laughs> who between the two is speaking the truth? Is it the body of Lazarus to give up the ghost? Or Jesus Christ who spoke that Lazarus should not die? So Jesus Christ, when he makes a statement, his word is sure. You can trust upon him. You can depend on him, on what he has said about you. So fast forward, Jesus Christ is late for four days. He comes, he meets people are crying. And you know what he told Martha? He told Martha, didn't I tell you to believe so that you could see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you to believe so that you could see the glory of God? So the sickness of Lazarus was so that he could be healed for the glory of who? Of God. But they doubted in Jesus Christ because they saw Lazarus is succumbing to the sickness. And so it is through them doubting, it is through them having unbelief that Lazarus gave up and died. And so as they were crying, Jesus was crying together with them. And the reason why Jesus Christ was crying was not because Lazarus is dead. He was crying because of their unbelief towards what he said concerning Lazarus. And Paul says his heart was heavy because they were crying, saying, telling Jesus, Jesus, if you are able to, to make the blind see, how come you are not able to raise this young man back to life? And so Jesus Christ in pain, Paul says he was groaning. He said, open the tomb. And as they opened the tomb, Lazarus' body was lying there. And he says, what we're about to see is for the glory of God. And he says, Lazarus, come up. Lazarus, come out of your sleep. And Paul says, Lazarus walked and he was made whole. Praise the Lord. It is in the word that you say because you are the light of the world that makes you experience supernatural favor and blessing in your life. It is true. Because the same word that Jesus Christ speaks, he said we also should speak the same way. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. I hope you're getting something, amen? Or rather, you're getting everything. Praise the Lord. Let's read that verse. 
one, two, go. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I did what? And therefore, we also do what? And therefore, it says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed. You have the same spirit of faith, the faith of God, you believed. Because his faith is so sure that whatever he has said, it has to come to pass. He says, I also believe it. And believing is different from knowing. Believing is just to accept something as it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall do what? Shall accept him as who he is, shall never perish but have eternal life. That is just believing. Believing is the surface level just to accept. For example, do you... <laughs> let me not use that example. But do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God or do you know? You see, the believing will lead to the knowing. The more you know God, the more you understand and believe that he can do anything for you. You know how much you will be... It is like that one sheep that left. You know he will never leave me nor forsake you. He will never. He is true to his word. The Bible says he, he also goes to make sure the word that he has performed come to pass. That is now, be, that is knowing that is, comes from believing. You see that? So when you believe Jesus Christ and the Son of God, and now you receive salvation, now you start knowing him for who he really is. You start to understand him as a father. You start to understand him as a God. You start to understand him as one who is always with you, who always provides. Hallelujah. So he says here, just by believing, by accepting it is so. He says what? Therefore have I spoken. And he says, we also believe and therefore do what? Speak. So if you speak, it comes to pass. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of your what? The heart. What speaks? The mouth. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Look at that. A good man out of the good what? Treasure of his heart. So what is inside of us? Treasure. What is inside of you? Treasure. What is treasure? Anything that is of value. So inside of you is treasure because God lives inside of you. Hallelujah. Says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. What does he bring? What does he bring? Hallelujah. Let us respond as you have read. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart does what? Brings forth what? Good things. It says, forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings what? Evil things. He says, for the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. So for you to speak and bring forth good things which are in your heart. Number one thing that you need to do is to increase in knowledge of the word of God. To increase in knowledge of the word of God. To spend time in, pres in his presence in fellowship. To meditate upon the word. Because it says, the more you look upon the word, you are changed. The more you look on the word, we've read the word is God. So the more you look into the word, you're looking at God. The more you look into God, you're looking at the reflection of who you are. 
Because if it is true we are the image, I like using this example. If it is true we are the image, who is the object? Because it says that we are the image of God. So it means me as a believer, I am the image of God. So God is the object. If you look at yourself at the mirror, what do you see on the other side of the mirror? Image. So the image is the express, is the true expression of the object. So if I look If you, if you, <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah, thank you. You can reduce the volume just a bit. If you look at the mirror, you see your image there. So if the, what moves, what moves for whatever is in the mirror to move is the object that moves. If the object moves, the image is sure to move. <laughs> but if the image moves and the object does not move, <laughs> what will you say? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You will, you will be concerned. Praise the Lord. Because that's why he says, in him we live. In him we move. In him we what? Have our being. So man should not operate outside the confinements of who God has made him to be. That is the truth. Man cannot. Because every time he does that, he walks outside God's perfect will for him. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, that we are God's handiwork, God's workmanship. Can you imagine? You are God's workmanship. If you are an architect, that house that you model and you see it, before you go now and contract an, a construction company or an engineer to build it, that which you see there is the handiwork and the workmanship of an architect. That beauty. Sebo says, now even us, we are the workmanship of God. Praise the Lord. Inside of you is the seal and DNA of who God is to you. Beyond even your earthly parents, if I may say it that way. When you look into Jesus, I've had many, you know, I like listening to very many testimonies of people who see Jesus Christ. He says, when, you, when, you when they see Jesus, of course, this is now face to face, but primarily it's through his word. But they will say, when they saw Jesus Christ, <laughs> number one, he said, they would see them in him. And beyond that, they would see the whole world inside of him. You see that? So each and every person in the eyes of the Lord is inside of him. That's why he says, in him everything consists. Without him, there was nothing that was made can ever be made. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 3, he upholds all things by the word of his power. So when Jesus Christ says, let there be, there was. The Holy Spirit brought into manifestation what Jesus Christ was saying. When Jesus Christ, when, when the Lord, Papa God, created the whole earth, the Holy Spirit, the one who lives in us in full, is the one who made his expressions of words come to life as actions. You see that? And everything that God created, he finished with one word, with one sentence, says, it was good. So, because now the Holy Spirit lives in us, let's, let's read this verse one more time. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. One, two, go. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has. Look at this. He says, for we are his workmanship. We are his product. <laughs> the original context of that word is we are his fabric. Have you ever seen a painting? Let's say a painting of a piece of art 
that was painted years ago or even online what 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 is used in which to paint on that piece of paper is called what a canvas praise the lord so you in the eyes of the lord you are his painting in life you see that you are his beauty so he says for we are what his beauty his workmanship another version says we are his poetry 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 created in Christ Jesus for what for good works which God has beforehand ordained that we should walk in them so it goes to show you if you are here you are not a mistake in life you can never be a mistake in life so it means your future is already ascertained of God yes he says which God has before ordained that we should walk in them so before i was born before i was formed in my mother's womb who knew me the lord knew me he says and he called me for such a time as this tj you are never a mistake praise the lord you can never be a mistake in the eyes of god even if they said you came as a mistake praise the lord because what came is just a body your spirit and your soul is what brings life to the body hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter, is it one verse three, I believe. Let's look into it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord forevermore. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. Are you getting something? What is the answer? <laughs> what have they said? Oh, they are sleeping. Hope they are not dozing. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. We read to verse 6 on the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. It says, May blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord who? Jesus Christ the Messiah. Who has blessed us in who? In Christ. Can you see? Let me stand there. In Christ with every spiritual blessing given by the Holy Ghost in the heavenly realm. So the Lord has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So when the Lord, before he went to heaven, after he died on the cross for you, he gave you everything that makes him to be him. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 4. He says, even as what? As what? In his love, he chose us. So, when we say that we are a chosen generation, it means, how did the Lord choose you out of what? His love. The Bible says, God is love. If you want to know the personality of who God is, you check his expressions. We've said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hallelujah. So if he says he is love, what proceeds from him is love. Godly character. He says he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own. Hallelujah. In Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Holy, consecrated, and set apart for him, and blameless in his sight, even above reproach, before him in what? In love. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, meaning us as born-again believers. Praise the Lord. So we understand that 
because Jesus, we, under, we have received Jesus Christ as a true light. We are also bearers of this true light. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 16. You can read in the King James Version. Let's read 1, 2, go. He says, from his fullness have we all received what? Grace for grace. His what? Fullness. fullness. Of who? Of Jesus Christ of God. They are all one. Amen. So, you know, sometimes when, when, when I try and meditate on these scriptures, I'm just moved. It means God has a fullness. Turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor. God has fullness. But how big is the fullness of God? Because <laughs> the Bible says that in John, you don't have to go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God did what? Created. So it means if he created the beginning, he was before the beginning. A lover man of God says, he says, the eternal, endless, ageless, e eternal beginning of God. When you think about God's beginning, your mind is it like it hits a limit because you do not understand how God can exist before the beginning. Or if I ask your neighbor, where did God come from? That's what I'm trying to say. What comes to mind? It's, it's beyond unexplainable. Hallelujah. When you think about who God is and you see how great, do you know the universe until today, scientists are discovering new planets. And the Lord created the universe myriads of years back. Hallelujah. That's how big God is. Praise the Lord. The whole world, we say 70% of the world is covered in water. But how come the land has never drowned inside the water? He says, this God, he made a world such that it revolves around the sun, yet it is rotating within itself to cause day and night. He speaks to the ocean and tells the ocean, you can only come this far if it pertains going to the lands. He helps, you know, when Job was, was dialoguing with God, he, he get, got so angry with God and told God, now because you've made me like this, what do you want me to do? So God told him, how dare you speak to me that way? He says, was I with you when I formed the world in the beginning of time? He says, who told, like that song we sing, who told the ocean that you can only come this far? Was I with you? Who helps the deer in the wild to give birth? All you see is a hyena, is a what? <laughs> is a cheetah running after a baby gazelle. But who told that gazelle that it can give birth the way it can do without any form of being helped to give birth? It had no midwife. Did it have one? No. Praise God. It says, who helps the eagle in the air to suspend itself? The scientists say it is air pressure. Hallelujah. But God says it is him. So that is what I'm trying to put in your mind, the fullness of God. I like the Hebrew verse of this, the Hebrew word of this fullness. It says, pleroma, the maximum Lord of God. Whatever can contain God to be in himself, that is what he deposited in you. And it says, out of his fullness. You see that? That's why your words are so powerful. It says, have we all received grace? <laughs> For who? Hallelujah. Let's put the amplified, you'll see something here. It says, grace for? Grace for? I want you not to look at something. 
Look at this part. He says, for out of his fullness we have all received one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and favor upon and gift what? What? Gift gift heaped upon gift. When you think about a heap, what comes to your mind? A heap of trash. Is it true? Because that is a word that has been used to donate something that is, is many. That's why it says heap. So in the eyes of the Lord, he has heaped you with grace. Hallelujah. He has given you so much of grace that you cannot be a failing life unless you decide to do so. That's what he calls to be the light of the world. You see how much God has put inside of you? You can never fail in life. And he made it possible that no man should have an excuse. He says that our sufficiency is not of ourselves, but of who? Of God. So what qualifies you to be a success is not by your works. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, kindly don't sleep. Yes, what qualifies you to be a partaker of his divine nature is not by your works. It's not because you are good yesterday and good today. It's not because you did not, you did not step on someone's foot as you are crossing the road and today you didn't. No, it is because of what he did for you on the cross. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 11. You know, at the end of our Bible study, I normally ask questions. Just pray the Lord doesn't lead me in that direction. After this service, amen. He says, for when we were what? <laughs> still without? Still without? In due time, what happened? For who? Did he wait for me to get born again for him to die for me? He said, well, I was yet without strength. Strength is not the strength for persevering. No. The strength is talking about spiritual. Let's go to verse 7. We'll see it. We were yet without strength. In due time, Christ died for the, godly, for the ungodly. He says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Meaning, very rare will someone die for a righteous man. You see that? Then he says, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. So even in the concept of life, it is very hard for someone to die for another person. Let's go to verse 8. Okay, but, ah, thank you, Father. But God demonstrates his love towards who? Towards who? Towards you and me. He says, while we are yet, because in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. We've read, in the, we've read first that in love he chose us. He specially handpicked us to be his own people. Then now he says, in love, he demonstrates to us why he died. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, meaning made, rendered effective, powerless from the effect of sin and its consequences, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So just receiving salvation, you are a participator of his divine life. Because you have received who he is, his divine essence and life, we call it the newness of life, you know at the last trumpet you shall be transformed. You shall be changed. Hallelujah. So I don't need to worry about my life. My past, the Lord has dealt with it. I not need to be condemned because of actions that I know the Lord can forgive me about. You see that? That is the truth. The truth. That's why he says, in him was life. And this life was the light of man. You have to understand that it is a truth. This is what we call the God kind of life. He's not counting man's sins against them. 
Hallelujah. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. Look at this. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by what? By his life. Let's read verse 11. And not only that. Ah, So he said, the reason for you to be saved should make you rejoice and be glad. Praise the Lord. Because you cannot suffer condemnation. You cannot suffer eternal life in hell. He says, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom we have now received what? The reconciliation. The ability to be who Jesus Christ was as he was on earth. Yes. He says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. So he says, now in the same way you have received his spirit, now in the same way you have received his power, you have received his authority, now you can be a minister of reconciliation. Oh, it says that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself. Now God is in Teresa reconciling the whole world through her. Praise the Lord. That is what it means to be the light of the world. That's what it means. Look at this as we begin to round up. Amen. The newness of life. I want you to at least to carry that in your mind as you go. The newness of life. Say, I have. I have the newness of life. God is at work in me both to do and to will his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 28. We'll read this and then, no, but before we go there, sorry, let's read Mark 16, 17, and then I will go to Acts 28. And then I ask questions. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out. In whose name? Jesus Christ. Because inside the name of Jesus Christ is a sum total of all deity. Hallelujah. The reason why we use the name of Jesus is because when Jesus Christ died, there was nothing greater than God could have given Jesus Christ. So he made sure that everything responds to his name. So he says, in his name, every knee should bow. Not must, not can, but should. Meaning it is a law. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So he says, in my name, when I use the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out demons. Praise the Lord. Do you know you being born again without being a minister, a pastor, you can cast out a devil? Do you know that? Do you know that because the words of Jesus Christ from your lips can cause the men to become whole? can cause the blind to see. Praise the Lord. That is the reality of the gospel. He says they will speak with what? New tongues. As we have been doing this morning. Verse 18. Oh, hallelujah. They will take up what? They will take up what? Not going to look for serpent. Oh, nyoko kwa nyoko nyoko nyoko. No, no, no. Not that way. Praise the Lord. But he says, paradventure. If a snake fastens his hand upon you, it will not harm you. Then he says, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means what? Hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Hallelujah. You can lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Praise the Lord. I remember years ago, as my brother goes to Acts chapter 28, 
we were there with our man of God. We were doing, it's not even years back. I believe it was, it was the end of last year. We were, you know, doing follow-up. And, and at nine o'clock, we found ourselves at Kware. Many people know where Kware is. The good of the land is there, amen? Yes, it is. There are men who are waiting to get born again from that place. So we are there with him. We are going to see a certain brother. And so as you are going now towards the main road so that we can now divide each person to go to their homes, amen? There's a man that came to us. And he said, Pasi, Pasi. That man blessed me. He says, Pasi, oh, Julie, nifanya nini wewe? Oh, Julie, nilikupigia simu, nikakombia mama yangu kuna tuberculosis. Alafu ikatoka kwa mamangu, ikenda kwa brothers wangu. They had what TB. Praise the Lord. Nikakwambia uni uombe. Ukaomba. Pastor niko hapa na kwa menepatana yenu mikuja kwambia wate walipona. Hallelujah. You shall do what? Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So that man, he was expressing gratitude to God. Because now his whole family member is saved. He does not need to plan for a funeral. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to show you who you are in Christ Jesus. One time, I remember, we had a life group in Kwari. A certain brother came to me and said, at that time, I was not pastor, I was brother Leo. So, brother Leo, manze niombe. Ishu ni gani? Nikona ulcers. Tangu nikuwe miaka saba. Nimekona ulcers mbaka sai. Kilo wakati nikikula food. Lazima nikuwe na uchungu. Hallelujah. And then I remember that man, how he gave that testimony. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I held his stomach. In the name of Jesus Christ, you spirit that is causing this man to live in difficulty, in pain, I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you see, when you're in that time, in that moment, you are so bold. So, what do I do? I put my phone on silent. So, the following time I meet him, he tells me, Pastor, what is that? Is God inside you working his will? in the life of men. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 28. Mother verse is not there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying by the spirit. It should be there, Sheila. Thank you. Now, when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was what? Was called Malta. This was now after Paul had been, um, what is the best word? Had been engaged in an accident in the sea. Amen. And so the Lord told him by sending an angel that they will not die, but they will lose property. So the ship was shipwrecked. And the ship went to land in this island called what? Malta. Verse 2. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, meaning they were good towards them beyond explanation. That is favor. Amen. For they kindled a fire and made us all Welcome. So who made the fire? Who made the fire? The natives of who? Of Malta. It says because of the rain that was falling and because of what? The cold. And remember at this time, Paul and his crew had not yet eaten for almost two weeks. Let's go to verse 3. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them where? On the what? What came out? A viper came out and did what? And and what, where are we? A vapor came out and because of the heat, vapor came out because of the heat and what? Fastened on his hand. Not it coiled, it hung its fangs on who? On his hand. The hand of who? Of Paul. What have we said in Mark 16? What happens when you take upon serpents? It shall not do what? It shall not harm us. Praise the Lord. 
All right, let's see what happened. So when the natives saw this creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a... So because it landed on him, it was a taboo. If it lands on you, you are a murderer. Hallelujah. You deserve to die. Because it's a viper. You see, a viper and a python are different. A python coils its prey and then swallows. A viper first releases what? Poison and then swallows. So this is what landed on the hands of who? Of Paul. It fastened itself, hanging itself, released all sort of poison to him. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to another, No doubt this man is a... Though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to do what? So he said, even though he has struggled so much and he has not died at the tempest sea, now his end is surely here. Hallelujah. Let's see what, the, what this verse is. But he shook off the creature. Aye! And did what? And threw it in the fire and suffered no harm. Now he's what? He's a murderer. Now let's look what these natives are saying. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for what? For a long time and saw no harm coming to his mind, they changed their minds, glory to God, and said, This man now is not a murderer. He must be a God. Hallelujah. This man now must be a God. Hallelujah. It is true. He is a God. Because God is inside of him. God gave birth to him by being born again. Hallelujah. I'm trying to show the reality of the scriptures at work in your life. You can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. You can speak in new tongues if you have not been speaking in new tongues. If you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he can fill you with his presence. In the day of Pentecost, Paul says they were in one accord and singularity of purpose. And the Holy Spirit came upon them as tongues on fire. And each prophesied as the Lord gave them utterance. Hallelujah. That is the reality of us as a new creature, as our man of God has been sharing with us for the weeks. Yes. Yes. Say, so you are the light of the world. You are. Hallelujah. You are the light of the world. Praise the Lord. Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9. The bottom part in the Amplified Version. And then we pray. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a dedicated what? Nation. God's own purchased special people. Remember the purchase was out of love. We've read it. Amen? It says that you may set forth. Look at this. The reason why God has made you a chosen race. The reason why God has made you a royal priesthood. The reason why the Lord has made you a nation that is dedicated unto him is so that you may do what? You may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into what? So in the eyes of the Lord, you are what? You are perfect. So you cannot say, oh, I'm not perfect. Because the eyes of the Father, he has made you one together with him. The Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. One spirit when the Lord looks at you, he does not see you and, another, and then him. When he looks at you, he sees Jesus. Hallelujah. That is a reality of us being lights in the world. So you'll spend some time to pray and say, Father, help me to let my light so shine that men may see you in me. Men may give glory to you because of how I live my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open up your mouth and pray. Masakatala badabarabadiya. Kindly open up your mouth and pray. Thank the Lord for the word you've received. 
Thank the Lord that you now understand what it means to be the light of the world. You being the light, you bring visibility. You bring the light, you being you bring color. You bring you being the light, you bring direction to other people and to yourself as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, you being the light of the world, you bring strength to people. People come to you because they know solutions are inside of you. Oh, makatala bada bandele bakwada galiga. Shede brendes kapalwa katale bakata sapato. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I'm a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. My life is for the glory and expression of God. Yes, that is my life. My life is to show forth the beauties, the wonderful deeds and perfections of him that has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, I will live for the Lord. I will make him proud. I will be like that cup offering that is poured out to the Lord. In the last day will tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. Come me to his rest. Why? Because I'm a light. Why? Because I'm a burning light. Oh, did you read the Bible says that blessed is he whose loins are guarded about with truth and his fire is burning. Who it is likened to a man who when the Lord comes to the day after his wedding, he opens immediately the door and he enters and has communion with him. That is your life, brothers and sisters. That is your life. With all eyes closed and with all heads bowed down, I'd like to give this special opportunity to any person that has not yet given their life to Jesus and they want to receive him and make him Lord over his life. See, every, the, every reality I've spoken about here about being the light of the world is first consummated by you receiving Jesus. If you're there and you want to give your life to him, kindly all heads bowed down and all eyes closed. Just shoot up one hand towards heaven and I will see you from where you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. If you're there and you want to give your life to Jesus, salvation is just, is not by your actions as we have said. Salvation is accepting the finished work of Christ on the cross by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Then salvation is consummated. You become a consummate man. If you're there, Still the same way with all heads bowed and all eyes closed. If there's anything that you're trusting the Lord for and it seems to be a delay, you can lift up your hands towards heaven and we will put our faith together with yours to make sure it comes to pass in the name of Jesus. The presence of the Lord is here, amen. It is here. It is here. It is inside of you. Can you lift your hands so I can see where you are? Whatever it is, you know yourself. You know what your heart longs for in line with his word. What is ask that you may receive, that your joy may be full. He says you have not because you ask not. And Father, by the authority you have given to me, I pray for these dear loved ones. Whatever they are trusting you for, I put my faith with theirs. 
we have said that he that has the same spirit of faith according as it is written believed and therefore we speak therefore father we speak in unison that whatever need in their life whatever want thank you holy spirit of god comes to them in the name of jesus christ all their needs are supernaturally met all their wants father lord are catered for according to your riches in glory in the name of jesus if it is the salvation of a loved one father i pray right now the grace for them to give their lives to you yes for you have given us grace heaped upon grace if one is trusting you for a job father lord let them first know that security is in you before any what any man can give and then may the floodgates of heaven open to them in the name of jesus let them know that they are secure in you first before what man can give let them know that it is in you first that everything exists everything dwells everything consists before anything else comes their way and i pray father lord that this special blessing they shall speak of your testimony by next sunday in jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah praise the lord so because of this word the bible says that when the seed was sown the enemy always tries to come for what has been sown in your life by the word amen so whatever temptation affliction challenge arises because of the word for this afternoon hold firm to it amen if you are the light of the world it means darkness will try and come and cover your light if you are the light of the world if you are truly a citizen on a hill it means people will come to solution for solutions to you praise the lord remember it is you your qualification is of god hallelujah so when people come to don't say eh hata mimi hapo no don't speak what we have said you should not speak you speak life you are a spirit being what says they that worship the lord must worship him not in spirit and in truth you see that word truth the same meaning the, the, in the hebrew context that word for truth is the same as he says when the truth came in him was life and in that life was the light of men that truth is the same explanation in meaning hallelujah praise the lord amen amen you are blessed you are blessed you are more than conquerors in christ jesus